Can the nation finally turn its eyes now to baseball? <laughs> well, it can, but I got to say something. I missed the halftime show. Yep. So apparently I saved myself at least a venial sin, huh? Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Borderline mortal sin, was it? Or well, not quite that bad? I was leaning towards making that argument, and of course, Kenny, being the contrarian, <laughs> thought it was delightful. And My only question would be, had you seen it, my only question would be, okay, that's fine, I, that doesn't bother me. Where do you go next? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, I did, after hearing about it, try to find some highlights. Yep. There was thrusting. There was a lot of thrusting of the of the lower body parts at people, didn't you think? I thought there was a lot of thrusting. <laughs> Lots of thrusting, really. And as I said on Garage Logic, if you need to know more about it, Patrick, Kenny Olson would be your guy. I think he's watched it seven times. <laughs> well, which I when I knew that I wanted to go watch it was when I see I, I saw Kenny on Twitter saying he needed a nitroglycerin tablet. So, <laughs> Pat, it was a tremendous ode to physical fitness. <laughs> it was because she's like fifty, right? J Lo's fifty, and that other one is in her forties, and they are—they're uh, athletes. They're and that was—that was some impressive stripper poles too. Oh, they yeah. went like all the way up to the sky, right? Yeah, but look. Was, I'm serious. Where do you go? You're not going to. I don't know. Next year, you're not going to have a classical pianist and a violinist. Well, yeah, well they're not going to bring back Maroon 5 either after that one. I'll tell you where that. Where the hell so, do you go here? I don't know where you go. I guess. Well, wait till they have it in Vegas. Because oh we're, we're going to have a Super Bowl in Vegas. Oh, yeah. It, you know, within five years, my God, it's going to be showgirls like you haven't seen, oh, right? Oh, mother of God. Yeah. They might have. Elizabeth Berkeley show up to recreate her dances and showgirls right. or something like that. So that'll be, uh, yeah. It it was. Uh, I saw that uh, uh, Billy Graham's uh, was it his son or is who's uh, Franklin? Is that his son? I believe that's a son. He was not happy. He was uh, he was expressing that America is going to hell in a handbasket, as Mrs. Uh, Jane Cecilia Rice used to always well, say. Well, another way to f uh, frame frame my question: uh, if the game they're now playing is to walk it up to a certain line, mm -hmm. what the hell is the line? <laughs> the line keeps. What's moving. the line? <laughs> the line keeps moving. We've come a long way from what I saw Mick at the. Uh, at the Detroit Super Bowl, yeah. walking out there on the tongue, and he was thrusting, yep. and uh, you thought, well, maybe, hey, this is the Super Bowl. Man. Yeah, but at least he had clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> who was it last Who was it last year? Was it Adam Levine? Yeah, it was Maroon 5, he I think. His, yeah, he took his shirt off. Why don't they yeah. just have, cut to the chase and just have a giant orgy next year? Yes. You know, a couple of bring some big boobs out. Uh, a couple the of Super Bowl. Why don't they just show tapes of what happened on uh, in Miami Beach? Uh, yeah. So, uh, But uh, your guy came through, man. I was worried about him with seven minutes to go. Not me. My young Mahomes. It it was funny how the story changed, man. He's a slow starter, isn't he? Th third, yeah, and his team's a slow starter, yeah. man. Third and fourteen, it's all over, baby. Yeah. The the mystique is over. Poor old Andy Reid once again has proven he can't win the big one, and then all of a sudden, Boom. bango, bango, yeah. bango, yep. twenty-one points in five minutes, yep. and uh, and San Francisco. Uh, here's what happened. San Francisco is in great shape when they're running the ball some, 
And then the other team has to worry about stopping the run, and then Garoppolo has some guy standing there wide open 15 yards down the field, 20 yards down the field. Mm -hmm. But when he's got to make some plays for you to win the game, then then he's in trouble. I I hate to sound like an X's and O guy, but uh, at the end of the first half, (laughs) Kansas City punts. The yeah, but, 49ers get the ball back. They don't call any timeouts. Well, if, when they didn't, when they told you, when they predicted their uh, what they were going to do was when they didn't call timeout before the punt. Yeah, you know, because then they could have got it with a million. Here's what happened. Here's yeah. here's his thinking, Shanahan. All right, he's not. He's going to get the ball at what his own ten or fifteen, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But Houston. In that Houston game, when they were behind twenty-four to nothing, and now it's twenty-four twenty-one. And Houston gave Mahomes the ball with about 40 seconds to go way down on his own end of the field, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and everybody said, well, you know, they're going to try to move it into a field goal position. And they went down and scored a touchdown. I think that was the run that he just kept running, you know, and ran in. Right. And I think Shanahan was just saying, okay, 10-10. to 10, And uh, we get the ball to start the second half, and I don't let him get the ball with 40 seconds to go and score a touchdown and then we're in trouble so that's i think he was keeping trying to keep the ball away from mahomes more than anything and plus he you know he doesn't want garoppolo doing stuff on his own 15 yard line because he can throw it to the other guys if he gets he's he's kind of a younger version of our guy kirk Mm -hmm. garoppolo so i i think that he was just playing and by the way it worked because they came out the second half and just boom right down the field they went and scored that touchdown to make it seventeen ten, and uh, you know they just tore him up and it looked like Kansas City couldn't stop him. When you watch a guy like Mahomes though, and you watch well, you watch both those teams last night, it really does make you realize how far the Vikings are away from this. Uh, they're they're not a Super Bowl team. No, not right now, and they're not getting any younger either on the defensive end. Well, the other thing is we think we have the two greatest wide receivers in the history of mankind in Diggs and Thielen, and they're both very good. Mm -hmm. But they're, you know, they're not as good as Tyreek Hill. Right. They're not as good as that Samuel from that monster, that Samuel, that 215-pound guy from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And we don't, he sure as hell don't have a tight end to compare to those two guys. It's Kittle from San Francisco and Kelsey from Kansas City. I mean, that's a different breed of cat right there, those two guys. Does Rudolph hold his own against those two? He's he's okay. Yeah, Yeah, sure. And he can, you know, you get down near the end zone, you can just throw that big lug the ball. But he can't run with those guys, and yeah. he can't. Uh, I mean, this Kittle's a nuts. He they throw it at him, and he goes looking for guys to run into and right. elbow in the head and stuff. You know. Wonder what this bodes for Kansas City's future. Can that kid keep his act together? You think? Oh yeah, he's a he's a good kid. Yeah. He's uh you know he doesn't have the distraction factor that Daddy had. Yeah. Daddy, you know, Pat's a really good guy, but. Uh, you know, he came up as a 21-year-old pitcher, and there were there were temptations out there, and he uh, options. We he, he fell he fell into some of those, I believe. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but you know, uh, yeah, this kid's supposed to be really sharp, and 
and Latroy, I know, swear, you know, Latroy's his godfather, swears mm-hmm. for him as a, being a great kid. Mm-hmm. That picture we were talking about last week with the, him as, in his diapers at age six or six months is all over. That's like the big featured picture now all over the country, the one of him and his dad, Pat and his mom holding him at the dome there. Uh, yeah, because little, it doesn't seem that long kid. ago. A little right. tiny kid. Well, 23. I think he just turned 24, right? Yep. Or is he 23? He's 24. 24. 24. And uh, I was happy for old Andy, weren't you? Sure, sure. Did Andy ever get a chance to get over and shake the other guy's hand? Because oh, yeah. the mob of people came and grabbed him. I think he did. You know, I bet they're glad, though. I said this on Twitter, too. I bet they're glad that they no longer have to carry the coach on their shoulders yeah. after games. Andy would like be this. quite a hot <laughs> you know? I would have been in the corner as a player going, let somebody else pick him up. But I'm not <laughs> be a hard work, here. man. You've seen the yeah. film of uh, Reed as a 12 year old in some punt, pass, and kick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like Sasquatch. He was. That was the national pass button kick, right? He was like a champion, and he's he's out there with this little tiny kid. He's like he could squeeze her heads, but he loved his football even at age ten or whatever it is, man. Well, he just seems like uh, uh, an affable. Guy, or the guy that well, you he's a with. very serious guy. Terrible quotes, you know. He's had the horrible issues. One son died of a heroin overdose, and the other, the other son, I think they were twins, had uh, had a heroin problem, and he got straightened out. And he's now uh, does something on Reed's staff. There's no. Uh, there's no sport where nepotism lives more clearly than in football, is there? Everybody, every coach's kid is involved somewhere in uh, coaching uh, the. Uh, well, it's bike. rampant in the Shanahan family. Yeah, although he doesn't, you know, this this guy's pretty sharp. Although he's getting abuse all over the country, but uh, I see you. I, I see on Twitter. You said you'd take him. I'd take him. I'd give up both QBX, both Zimmers, and a first round draft choice. Plus Spielman and Rosas, yeah. the head of the, the head of the Timberwolves. <laughs> I give up him. You so, know when uh, I said it's time for the nation to look at baseball, I guess I'm thinking of us because there's no hockey here and there's no basketball. Oh, the basketball is unbelievable. Well, hockey's ever, getting that way, believe me. How much attention have you paid to Carl Anthony Towns' stupidity? Very little. Carl basically uh, didn't make the All-Star team. He missed 15 games, and he's one of the worst defensive players in the league. But he, uh, he's he got good scoring numbers, so he thought he should make the All-Star team. And he basically told us a couple of days ago that he's never had any respect since he was drafted in the NFL. Really? NBA. NBA, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, you're getting respect right away when you're the first overall pick, right? right? You're getting a lot of respect right off the bat. But he really came off as a moron. And the trouble is he's such a sensitive guy that now when people start making fun of him about that, he's going to get mad at the world. He's right. going he's gonna to turn into a belligerent young fella. Mm-hmm. And uh, two, 11 winning, two 11 game losing streaks in uh, since the middle of November, that's pretty impressive. It really is. You don't see that too often. It's hard to do. And the Wild demonstrated Saturday night that they just, <laughs> they just don't have it. 7-1. Yeah. Well, but the other thing, is there anything stupider than these – Let's take the all-star break and then take five more days and send all these guys to Mexico to hang out on the beach and then come back and say, let's play hockey. Yeah. Come on, fellas. <laughs> yeah. I wish I'd been at Brucey's press conference after that one. Do you see that? He took four questions and said, I got to go. He said, 
if I stay here much longer, I'll start naming names. (laughs) 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 They're power. They're penalty kill. They can't kill penalties. They're the other team scoring like thirty percent of the time. What's wrong with Dumba? He hasn't had a goal in thirty-three games. Judd was telling me that they just they had a game in Vegas someplace, or maybe a couple weeks ago, someplace San Jose or someplace. He had six golden scoring opportunities and didn't get a goal. Isn't that something? Yeah, I. But you know, I I don't know. But with that shot, how do you go thirty-three? He must be a. He must not be accurate. You yeah. know, because he sure got the shot, man. But he's—I think he's playing okay. Just doesn't score any goals. Did all you of a find sudden. a? Uh, did you find a Chiefs pub down there? Yes, I did. Uh, let me tell you though, I was—it was in Cape Coral. It's uh, out. What is it? Something I—I I don't know. But there were two hundred and fifty of them in there, so it was—it uh, was pretty good. But I was driving at five o'clock to go out there. And I go by this theater, the Bell Tower, which is like a gold mine. There's right. 200 cars there all times. There's 20 cars there. Really? There's a Tex-Mex joint who's that's full all the time. They're not even open on Sunday night. That's the Super Bowl for you. Because the Super Bowl, baby. Sports bars, yes. Everything else, close her up, baby. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing how it, uh, it owns our soul, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's in, it's, uh, but it's, it's everything. Just... I had three females in my family who were watching the game only to see the, uh, uh, what's his name for San Fran take his helmet off. They wanted to see shots of the quarterback <laughs> that he's just, uh, to die for. He was unbelievably good. Garoppolo? Yes. Is he really? Well, they I, were they were going goo goo god. They wanted him to be the next bachelor. Well, oh, that's really? a realm of which I'm not familiar. Yeah, I'm, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah. The but only what thing I, I was the, everybody coming together for the Super Bowl. The only thing I took out of it, and I did say this on Twitter too, that uh, of the first three quarters, the one thing I took out of it is I'm not going to lose my sobriety to Bud Light Seltzer. No, I'm sorry, no. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> What now, is wrong with you people out there? I'm now talking to all the younger generations, rookie and younger, right? Yeah. They're Just all... take a beer, pop the top. There mm-hmm. you go. You don't need raspberries in it. No. Nope. You don't need watermelon in it. Nope. Orange you don't twist. need chestnuts in it. Nope. You just need a nice beer with some barley in it. There you go. You don't and need some hops. You don't need fuzzy, frizzy beer. No. Frizz beer isn't frizzy. You know, fizzy, whatever the hell it is. So it should be sparkling, but, huh? How hard? Well, how desperate is Bud Light that they're now presenting us with seltzer? Well, because you're trying to produce beer for a beer drinking country that doesn't like beer. <laughs> That is spot on, right? There. That, that is the That's trouble. Spot on. We don't like beer. It's uh, hey, why did you miss the halftime? Now that I'm thinking about it, I was driving back from. Uh, I, I only watched the first half with the K- louts from Kansas City. Oh yeah, but you got time with that long halftime. You can drive twenty minutes, you know, twenty five yeah. minutes, and be back. And they were still exercising when I. Uh, they just walked. They just came out on the. The field, they were tearing down the stage, and then I, then I saw on Twitter that Kenny was taking heart pills, so I figured I better look and see what happened. I assumed it would be a little bit of, 
of artistic dancing in in short outfits, but I didn't I didn't realize how much thrusting would take place. Oh, incredible thrusting! Thrusting is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and you know I have I I think I've went to like two gentlemen's clubs in my life, and I haven't been to one in thirty years. Mm-hmm. Now after watching the highlights, I don't have to go back. You no. know what the hell? You just got the same. But I am I am curious. Where, where do you? Where do you I don't know. This? Sir. Where do you take this? I don't know. What's what do you the think line of, you can't cross? I got a I got a couple of political questions for you. Yeah. Uh what's uh what do you think of our boys congratulating the great state of Kansas? Isn't that was that pretty good, wasn't it? <laughs> you know what? Damn it, it was close enough. He, does he just grab his phone and do this stuff? Doesn't yes. he have Shouldn't the President of the United States have a guy? I think so. That yes. says, Hey, I wanna tweet something about the Chiefs. You know, and said, and I don't you think... say you gotta show it to me first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and what now? Here's the other question: Why are we? Why is there something sacred about Tuesday being State of Union Day? I guess. Couldn't they push her back a week? I don't know. Why? Why would they do this before the official acquittal of the impeachment? Well, on I'm the sure it's eve been of on that, the docket for. Well, I know, but you should say, ah, considering the current political climate and the big vote that's coming up Wednesday, we're going to do it next week. Right? Well, you do it next week, then you're allowing him to say, I've been acquitted. Well, but he's going to say, say that it. tomorrow night. He's going to say it anyway. Yeah, this probably, is, probably. You think this is going to be a bipartisan State of the Union? I don't address? think so. Well, I think, I think bipartisanship is in trouble in this country. Yeah. But... Is he going to stick to the script, or is he going to start pinpointing going after each and every individual that <laughs> wronged him? Yeah, well, that would yeah, be the problem. He's got the potential for that. Oh, yeah, that would be the problem, which would uh, lead to uh, catcalls from the other side of the aisle, and it could get ugly. And will he uh, resist the temptation to turn over his shoulder and kind of upnod Nancy Pelosi, who's sitting behind him. Yes, yeah. Well, that will be yeah. interesting to see if he can... Uh, yeah, because he cast resist. some aspersions at Nancy last week. To kind of. Do presidents go to Super Bowls? Has anybody ever gone to a Super Bowl as president? Because uh, Trump, the Trumper was right in his backyard. Right. Yeah, I'm surprised. Was he at... Uh, he was down was at the Mar. He was at the Mar. Okay. Yeah. Must not have been invited. Maybe not. Because <laughs> be he probably just thought it, it would be... Uh, but... You know, he he did go to the Louisiana. He did go to New Orleans for the Louisiana LSU game, right. and that's that's his that's his country down there. So mm-hmm. he's in good shape. But I don't know. It is it's odd to me that they would uh, that they would uh, do this on the eve of the vote. But it'll be interesting. It should have get good ratings. That's for sure. Does, the does, State of the Union. Did the Chiefs? Uh, now is the record they're they're the uh, the longest between victories? Yes, yes. Yeah. I think they're the longest between. You know, we got some teams that have never been there, but I think they were the longest between appearances. You yeah. know, fifty years. So, yep. so I, I was recalling uh, again last night the Hank. Hank's uh, sound bites from that Super Bowl, that NFL film. Yeah. 
remember you, you got to be of our age joe to remember how mad people were when that came out minnesotans remember yeah. they were just outraged that someone would make fun of bud and the vikings yep. it was unbelievable we hated hank we yep. hated him for our entire lives because of uh ridiculing i was telling those chiefs fans that that i was i was acting like i was outraged when they had that little snippet of hank yeah uh you know because they showed a about 15 minutes into the game, they showed 20 seconds of Hank cackling on the sidelines. But I was I was reading up on it. Hank was the first ever coach to be miked. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah. at least in the Super Bowl. And NFL films, you know, in 1970, that was Sables and, uh, you know, Dan Andy uh, Sr. was in on it. And it was just a little nothing operation. And they went to Hank with it. And the proposal, and uh, Hank basically said, I don't see anything in my hand. Mm -hmm. So they had to give him 500 bucks to do it. Sweet. Isn't that something? <laughs> Hank, Hank made him give him 500 bucks. And then he, you know, knowing that, knowing that he was miked, he, he basically put on a performance, right? Because yeah. it was, and, I, and then I was reading some stuff about it, that his players were like, what the hell is he talking about? What's he doing? What is all this? Well, he probably they felt he had to give him five hundred bucks worth. Right? Yeah, right. right. But he, but he was. It was not. This was not Hank at every game. You know, he had his he had his best sport coat on there and a little vest, and yeah. he got extra dressed up for it. And then he added. That's what he, he added. Like, let's keep matriculating down the field, boys, yeah. and stuff like that. It was all like a. It was all like Hank putting on a show for the people to the point players were saying, what's he doing? You know, <laughs> why is he talking to himself? Yeah, he got a little taste he, is what he got. Yeah, yeah, he got the 500 bucks, but uh, made him famous, that's for sure. And it, you know what else it did? I mean, Sable and those guys, they were talking. It made NFL films. Yeah. I mean, it, all of a sudden. insight and, yeah, right. Uh, well, yeah, and all of a sudden, people, well, the, the, the first thing that really mic'd up players was uh the remember the rule the world of sam huff joe from the like 1960s and yeah. cbs yeah. i think it might have been on 60 minutes i don't know where it was on but the world of sam huff and that had a lot to do with the explosion of the nfl and then hank was like the guy who made nfl films what it was with that performance which didn't go over well with uh, Coach Grant or uh, many of those. Who was uh, the great voice of the NFL films? John Facenda. John Facenda, yeah. that's right. The voice of God. God. The voice of God. Yeah. yeah, he was great. He was fantastic. Is Hank still with us? No, Hank died in 05. He didn't, I don't think he made 70. Or if he did, he just barely made 70. Hmm. Yeah, he, he died fairly young. I wonder if, when they put him in the casket if they had that bad hairpiece on his head. They probably did. Huh? That, that chief oh. sport coat. <laughs> he died in 2005. Yeah. He was 77 plus Oh, was five. he that old? Uh, so 82. No, he wasn't. When was he born? 1923. Oh, God. I thought he was born in the 30s. Okay, well, he had a good run. What the hell is he complaining about? Yeah, right. I don't think he yeah. is right now. <laughs> You know, um, uh, I was just going to say something, and I just went complete blank. Oh, I know. It was controversy. Join the club. Yeah. Is that the first thing to go? Yeah. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce were spotted sitting during the national anthem. 
And yeah. It was a uh, it was an apparent nod to uh, Colin Kaepernick. Well, I can't say I'm terribly upset because I don't really care about them. Well, that's no. true. But I think that's a Bush League move. Yeah. Just stand up and shut up. Yeah. Well, yeah, but who's, who goes staring to see who's not standing in a crowd of 70,000 people? Well, probably TMZ. Yeah. Well, probably yeah. if you're Jay-Z and Beyonce, somebody's going to be looking at you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You getting some well, cool weather in the fort? It was coolish, but uh, t- today's gorgeous. But the next two, three days supposed to be rainy and cold. I mean, not cold, cold. But we had a bluebird I day said, here yesterday. Wow! No snow left. No huh? snow, snow left. Melting like well, crazy. no, there's still plenty of snow left. But, but you have felt seen like the sun since I talked to you last. I uh, saw it yesterday. Friday, you were still worried about whether the sun was ever going to appear right. again. We got it yesterday, baby. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad to. Uh, and I think is... there was a spring in everybody's step mm-hmm. seeing that sun come out. It really was. Uh, it was nice. Yeah, people, uh, you know, typical Minnesota people were outside in shorts. <laughs> yes. So I was asking Judd about this, uh, Judd and Manny, earlier today. I'll ask you. Beyond the fact that they only play once a week, why does football capture our souls to the point that 250 or 300 people in southwest Florida would gather every Sunday during the season to watch the Chiefs in unison and get emotionally distraught one way or the other. What What is it about football that, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like the NHL playoffs. You see people get that way when the Wild gets into the second round or something or the North Stars. But what is I just? It's amazing to me that they just. I mean, this is their lives. I used to think I knew the answer to that. I yeah, don't think I, I don't, do anymore. No, because the game is. There's so many things bad about it. Oh, it's uh, injuries yeah. and all greedy, no good owners, and uh, you know the worst collection of human beings. You know, not the worst, but top ten. Uh, the owners are bad profiteer mongers who don't give a damn about the players they're trying to get them to play another regular season game yeah. so they they can get more injuries and have more guys lump through but man we love it i it's think the appeal i think the appeal though of a guy like mahomes at least for me is oh sure he strikes me as a guy who's aware of the consequences of getting that injured and i think that's become part of the dynamic of his game is to not get killed Yes, yeah, and I, and I actually said this, and you commented on a month ago about what, I mean, these are the modern gladiators. There is nothing, there's, it is the one sport where you don't say, well, I mean, virtually all sports you can say that, but you, nobody ever says, boy, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like watching golf, that's for sure. No, golf but, is, is amazing. It's the only sport at that level where a pro golfer can have a moment where he looks like me. Oh yeah, it is. It is. It's amazing. It is incredible. I wouldn't but, walk uh, on a football field. You'd get right, killed. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is phenomenal what they what they do and what they put themselves through. But still, the the, the you know the the fact that fans can they've been down here. You know, people from the great state of Kansas and Missouri, and they've been down here for thirty years. They've lived out here, and they still got to go on a Sunday and cheer like madmen for the Chiefs. You know, whether they're good or bad. Well, it's the same it's, with the Packer ba- down there. They oh, got a sure. bar. Oh, they all do. Oh, they all. You know, and the Viking have that fan. They have a fan base all over the country too. Yeah. Steelers, Bills. Yep. 
Yeah, Matthew know, out in Boston. Uh, Tavern, 730 Tavern is their Viking bar. Everything, even the prizes they give away have Viking uh, logos on them. Yeah, well, down here they all call all these bars that are, end up being the Arrowwood, uh, Arrowhead South or mm-hmm. Arrowhead West or all these places named after the stadium. You know what is amazing about the Chiefs? That's still the original stadium, Joe. They didn't make them build a new one. Now, they've done a lot of improvements to it through the time, but that's still the outdoor stadium that was built across the parking lot from Royal Stadium right. in 1977, 76, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I've covered a game there. It's a nice ballpark. Yeah, it is, and uh, they, they have not. You never you never hear anything about the need to build a new one with I suppose they got a lot of they've done a lot of remodeling to the thing but uh it's uh it's it's still the same one and the Royals have done remodeled their place too but it's still this still the uh the both of them are still the same. Well, you know I'll what tell else you what. this year is? Huh? Kansas City, you know what else this year is? What? 100th, it's the centennial of the Negro Leagues. Really? Yeah, and they got the Negro League Museum down there. Yep. And but the Kansas City Monarchs, the most famous uh the most famous of the Negro Leagues teams. So uh I think I might I when the twins go down to Kansas City in June, I might go down there and go to the museum. I've never been to the museum there. It's damn near on the border with Kansas. I thought it was yes, in Kansas. The president called it Kansas, right? Yeah, did yeah, you see all the Twitter fun people have with that, with him getting out his magic marker and annexing a little hunk? <laughs> <laughs> Just to that make is, it accurate. That is still the funniest thing of all oh time. Oh, he, Yeah, that he, he cannot stand to have anybody make any fun of him, right? No. It's no. a, it's amazing, you know. You're the president. People are going to make some funny. Right. Okay. Skin. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. God, okay. he'd be fun if he could laugh at himself. Oh God, yeah. He would yeah. be. They would put him in you a know, third term. Yeah. No. You know, I didn't want to get into it. I didn't want to get into it, but because uh, I was writing something about satire a couple weeks ago and how it's it's gone. But if he wasn't such a crazy sob who was so hateful in so many things, Pocahontas is funny. Yep. That's funny. Mm -hmm. That is funny. That was Saturday Night Live 1970s funny. Yep. That her desperate attempt to attach herself to the Native Americans to in which she found genealogists to take her back 100 years to prove that she's 128th something. Blood. That is funny. Yep. Pocahontas is funny, but so much of it, if you if you touch something like that, it's, uh, you know, it's just people go crazy. He's got, so. na- he's got names for all of them. Yeah, but <laughs> this, one's the only, yeah. this one's the only high satire. Oh, it was this wonderful. This is the only high satire because it hits absolutely right to home. And, of course... Instead of ignoring it, she couldn't ignore it. She had to fight the whole concept and prove that she was, you know, out there, that she had relatives out there fighting off, uh, uh, you know, the Redcoats or some damn thing. It's Feb 3. How close are we to somebody showing up down at that ballpark? Well, Joe, amazingly, they report, there's all kinds of guys here already, but they report on... uh, 
uh, the 11th, and they play on that. Of course, reporting now these days, they just text and say they're in town. Yeah. Uh, they don't even come over if they don't want to. And then the 12th, so way earlier than normal because of the uh, season. They leave here March 23rd. Well, that's, that's a week. Game. That's a week from this Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. They're we'll get started here. So. And there's anyway. a, no reason they won't get a lot of attention because, as I said, there's nothing going on here. Right. Now, well, a week from Friday, though, I won't be here a week from Friday because I'm going to Naples yep. to the golf tournament to see the Lumpster make his champion stir debut. Oh, boy. Nice. Walk with the Lumpster. Him and I, we walk about the same speed. Yes. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to go down and see him make his champion uh, You think he'll have stir. a successful senior career? Uh, how's his putting going to be? I mean, those you know, are some great plays. Playing Bernard Langer. Yeah, and he'll hit it. He'll hit it by the ball, but it, you got to make putts. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, you got to be willing to shoot twenty-two under in three days. Yeah. You know, you can't. You know, shooting a nice little sixty-eight don't get her done. Did you, you see gotta, any of Webb Simpson's victory? It was pretty nifty. No, I did not see much of that. I kind of lost it in the. Here, here's. Did you watch any of the 16th hole? Yes. But like the NHL has ruined the New Year's Classic yeah. by having these other outdoor games. You know, they had this nice, unique thing going on New Year's Day, and then they had to do all this other crap. They've now, that used to be a bunch of rowdy, drunken college students screaming and hollering, and now they got this unbelievable buildings of suites and i listened for a while and there was hardly any they weren't needling anybody there was a little bit of rowdyism but not like it used to be it was it's like a corporate thing and they sell it out way ahead of time well, those and they're virtually private suites now yeah but they make a huge amount of money but they the original vibe of that thing which was the fun that any time anybody hit a lousy shot, they'd all ride the hell out of them. Is now, you know, it's just it's it's just a big corporate uh, bonanza financially. But it's it's taken the fun out of the hole like it used to be. I I think that's a great two weeks coming up in golf. Pebble Beach this weekend. How's the weather? Well, it'll be fine. I, I root for a little wind and a lot of sun, but well, I don't well, like I it. I can tell it, you the weather. I got, I don't I got li- pebble in like, my fall. Oh, do? I don't like yeah. it when it rains, that pebble, because that course gets soft. and it's yeah. Reavers is having a cool week in San Diego. No, Rook's, uh, Rook told me that he actually drove that new car out there to get the oil changed. So. <laughs> Here you go for uh, Thursday, sunny and 60 at Pebble. Uh, Friday, sunny and 60. Saturday, sunny and 60. Sunday, sunny and 57. So it's the coolish, uh, coolish, uh, coolish early spring. It's about it's where they spring. are. Yeah, that's And then okay. from there, they go to the L.A. Uh, uh, to Riviera. I love them. That's, I, I heard people, somebody was suggest, asking the other day about, what's your favorite tournament on the West Coast spring and swing? And I for me, it's Riviera because I love that golf course. I do too, but for me, it's Pebble because I just love the scenery. Yeah, I can't well, take it's, it. I just hard think to argue I gotta with be there. Oh my! Eldrick doesn't play there anymore, though, does he? No, he's playing in L.A. this year, though. Yeah, but he doesn't. Uh, they, he, I don't think he likes playing with partners. 
no. you know, like you have to at uh, at the uh, at the at the Bing Crosby. Damn it! I don't care what you call the it. clam bake. Yes, yeah, it's Bing's clam bake. Man, when I was a kid, watching it black and white in full of Minnesota, when we only had CBS as a thing, I watched that tournament every year because they and it'd be on for about two hours and. Half of it was Big and Phil Harris right. uh, singing and cutting up, but I never missed the, the The greatest scam in Twin City sports writing, though, was our old friend Dwayne Netland, oh, who wow. used to get the Star tri- uh, the Tribune, the Morning Tribune, to let him cover the Crosby yep. every year. Yep. <laughs> How he got away with that with cheap old Sid running the purse strings, I have no idea. Oh, man, the papers were flush back then. Well, the other thing Nettie had, he covered the uh, the swing of the of the, uh, the, the resorters, resort. the Pine <laughs> de Palm. Bemidji, and... Detroit Lakes, and yeah. Alexandria. Yeah. And he'd spend three weeks up there in some lake cabin right. and cover, walk over there with his pipe and uh, talk to somebody and write eight inches. And, right. Yeah, the, the resorters swing was uh, Was resorters, Pine de Palm, and what else? Uh, Pine de Palm. Uh, Birchmont. Birchmont. Birchmont was Bemidji, and the, the Pine de Palm was uh, Detroit Lakes, right? And the Resorters was Alexander. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's still, at least the Resorters is still going, I yeah. think. I think they're still going, but not like they used to because the, uh, you know, the Calcuttas used to be out of this world. John Rowe always told a great story about a guy named Kenny Pins, P-I-N-N-S, yeah, yeah. who was a big gambler and a hell of a player, and he swept them. He was the, uh, he was the, he, he won all three of them one year, I think. And Kenny would, his buddy, his gambling buddies, would buy him in the Calcutta every year. Yeah. And Kenny was a, was just a golf hustler. I wrote a pretty good column on him about ten, twelve years ago. But he had a buddy. He had another. He had a buddy that John said like. Martin Salovich or something, some New York guy with a big cigar and a big belly who could play like hell. And John happened to be following him around, and he gets to, like, the 16th or 17th hole, and he tries to find out what the cut is, right? Yeah. And they say, it looks like such a uh, it's, uh, such and such. It's going to be, uh, you know, four over. And Martin is, like, one over. He hits it as far out of bounds as he possibly can to make a, because he wants to be at the right at the bottom of the cut line, so he doesn't. Nobody buys him in the Calcutta for any big money, and then he goes out and kicks everybody's ass for about three days. And because if you if if you advance, you make money, you know. And he just boom, he hits it out of bounds, and he was one of Kenny Pins' buddy. Well, Ken, hey, Kenny used to. They used to have old hotels up there. Yeah, and it, uh, Dave Rovick told me this story. Rover Rover's an expert on uh, on Kenny Pins. He used to. There used to be a crack under the door, right? Yeah. You, you remember those old hotels yeah, where you'd have yeah. a big thick door, and there'd be a inch, inch and a half under. He would put a hat on the other side of the door, and then he would sit in a chair and he would throw cards underneath the door and you then the bet would be how many he would have in the hat so he had the hat in the hallway he had the hat in the hallway yep. and he had the crack and he'd sit in a chair and he'd flip that card underneath the thing and he'd say i bet there'll be he'd 
20 cars. I bet there'd be 50 of them in the hat. And there'd be 50 of them in the hat. He'd wow. always win. And how much time do you have to spend yeah. in a miss, in a miss, you know, a lousy, a misanthrope youth to figure out how to throw cards under a door and end up in a hat. Well, how in the hell did you make the car jump when it got to the other <laughs> side of the door? You gotta, you had to have that whoosh. Technique. I don't know how he did it, wow. but uh, I bet he had I a got, hell of a short game. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. He was uh, supposed to be a great guy. I think he, uh, somebody, I think Rover went to see him when he was uh, dying of cancer and and uh, went out and saw him and. Kenny wanted to make a bet about something. I don't know what it was. How long he was going to live or some damn thing. I don't know what it was. I got to look up that column. It was pretty funny. You know, you guys are talking about old school stuff and ambiance, and that reminds me, of course, of Jack's Cafe in Northeast I bet Kenny Pins had dinner at Jack's a couple of times. I'm sure he did. I bet Nettie did, too. Yes. (laughs) I bet just about everybody has, because it's the third generation. Billy's running uh, Jack's Cafe, and he does a fine job. The torch has been past and you know they got a little special going how about a live lobster sunday when was the last time you had a whole main lobster Ooh, been a while Ooh. how about a fresh lobster from jack's saltwater tank and how about this how about 35 bucks that's right they're gonna offer fresh whole main lobster pound and a half on sunday nights for a mere 35 bucks with the side of veggies and fries you got to make a reservation wow. and reserve your lobster when you make that reservation i'll give you the phone number 612-789-7297 it's not valid with any other discounts, not valid on holidays. Go to Jack's Cafe, J-A-X-C-A-F-E.com. Ask them about the live lobster Sunday. And then when you're there, you can, uh, whether you're having a work party, uh, a Christmas party, a wedding, they can accommodate your private party. They have the facilities. Call for all the information you need at 612-789-7297. They sponsor the Monday Night Sports Talk podcast jackscafe.com do they crack them for us so we can just kind of peel them off do they crack them a little or we got to attack them ourselves you know in my copy he added mm-hmm. on a lobster how to eat them it's a menu from jack's cafe it's old mm-hmm. school it looks like an old 1945 manual or i need like help that. though i want i'm with that they walk get you, it out of there for they me walk <laughs> you through the process yeah. okay billy will well. probably crack it for you Right in front of your face. Yep. That's like the stone crab down here, Joe. The stone yep. crab is delicious, but you got to, you know, it, it's got to cooperate. When you hit it with the hammer, that thing's got to shatter just right. Yep. Or you end up mushing all the meat. And you yep. don't like that mush meat. That's a problem. Yes, you do. Yeah, you don't want to get a, that crustacean uh, yeah. stuff mixed in with that. No, you can't beat a good stone crab, though. I wonder how life is when they rip the one off you and then throw you back in the pond. That's uh, that's what they do with the stone crabs because they can regenerate and grow another one. Kind of a cool deal. I wish I could do that. Have you found yeah. any good stone crabs on the Gulf Coast? Oh, man. Last year we went down to Everglades City. Yep. Everglades City, which is uh, and took one of those, just a boat ride. We didn't go out into the Everglades. We just went on the open water. By the way, with a young lady who uh, was, the, was the boat captain who lives there in you know Everglades City and he's lived there her whole life but her father comes from Grigla Minnesota really which oh. is up beyond Thief River Falls right and the and the, like the other half of the family still lives there and then her family lives in Everglades City how do you get further apart than that I will not know one of them but, is smart but anyway this was kind of like the 
place where the stone crabs were discovered. So we went to this store on the way out and bought a big bag full of them, and damn, they were good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go home, and I like them cold. A lot of people like them hot. I like them cold. Oh, I like them cold, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. talk to you later, buddy. All right. Go Pat Mahomes. Let's win. A, how about the other one? He wins one now, and the headline is, can this be a dynasty? Can yes, we, it, it can we appreciate it for 12 hours? Come yeah. on. All right. Let's it. Okay, goodbye. All right. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Joseph. That is Monday Night Sports Talk. That is your podcast version. If you would like to listen to other MNST podcasts, go to garagelogic.com or make it easy on yourself. Download on your phone app PodMN, P-O-D-M-N. If you would like to learn more on your computer, go to PodMN.com. Monday Night Sports Talk podcast version. Catch you next time.